Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and welcome. Thanks for listening on, guys. I have not one, but two guests for you guys today. This is Jackie and Marcia. So for those of you guys who don't know, these are the plant chicks, and they are a dynamic duel of, oh man, there's so many accolades to them, um, coaches, fitness experts, authors, speakers, and they have created plantchicks.com, and it is a lifestyle online wellness program. And basically, these guys, I would let them tell their story. They're co-founders, and they are working together to inspire a supportive and encouraging space for women for their wellness journey. So uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Where are you guys calling from? I'm calling from Austin, Texas. And this is Jackie. I'm calling from Miami, Florida. And Colin, thank you so much for having us here. Awesome. No, thank you. It's uh, a privilege. Um, This is great. We have one on almost every time zone now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, let's start off. um, Usually, usually let's, uh, we talk about how people arrive to, you know, this very moment. And, you know, they usually go through a lot of great, you know, life experiences, ups and downs, things like that. And there's always a great story. For you guys, um, I think it's very unique because it's two individual stories that came together. So how did you guys start from point A to point B, and how did you guys uh, cross paths? Well, this is Marcia. I'll kind of start with my story first, and we can segue into Jackie's. Um, So I kind of grew up on the standard American diet, and I also grew up – my father is Hispanic, so I also had the standard Mexican diet. So the combination of those two growing up. Um, if you have any kids out there, just I'm just letting you know your kids are watching. I was the girl that watched my mom grow up her whole entire life complaining about her weight. And she was on the next diet fad. She was looking for the next pill, the next infomercial. She was always, seems like she was always looking for the elusive, you know, the fountain of youth. How can I lose weight? How can I keep off it? Let me take a magic pill. And she didn't realize, you know, obviously it's lifestyle, but We'll go into that. And then I became the person that was, I was obsessed with my weight, just watching my mom. And I was struggling too. So I went from the standard American diet. I went processed. I worked at McDonald's and Taco Bell. I ate that stuff every day. And then of course, college, I was drinking. I worked at a bar while I was going through college. You know how that goes. And that's Taco Mm. Bell at night. (laughs) And then, so I just had this horrible nutritional upbringing and, and then I decided I was going to change my life by cleaning it up. So I went on fad diet to fad diet to fad diet. So it was like Atkins and South Beach. I was like going through this whole entire low-carb phase. And then I discovered the competition diet. I started competing as a competitor. So I was a fitness competitor, and, you know, I was eating chicken and broccoli and, you know, avocado. That was like the standard diet mm. to lean up for stage. 
And in the process, um, you know, I was losing weight. I was looking good, having the six-pack, you know, winning competitions. I won Miss Bikini Universe in 2007. And I did did the low-carb so long, I didn't realize aesthetically, you know, I may have looked good. But inside, I was so tired. I was starting Mm. to get kidney stones. Acne was starting to come. You know, I was in my 30s, my early 30s. And I was like, what the heck is going on my body? Just because I aesthetically looked good. I never correlated that with health. I never correlated food with health. I just thought, okay, this is what I need to eat so I can have a six-pack. Um, and then, of course, years later, after being low-carb, it, it did my body a disservice. So the third time going to get my kidney stones lasered, mm. <laughs> you ever had your kidney stones lasered? That is not fun. <laughs> they were just getting a kidney stone, I know for many of my patients, it's not fun as well, so... No, I've never had children, and people who have had children had a kidney stone say children is a lot easier than a kidney stone. <laughs> oh, I was about to ask. I was like, you know, I don't know what's worse for a female delivering kids or a kidney stone. Oh, my goodness. But it's so painful. Like, I've had kidney stones where obviously it's painful and they pass, but when they can't pass, what they do is they take a laser and they break it up. Mm. And it just helps it pass easier. And I was like, it was kind of interesting. The doctor's like, what are you doing to get these kidney stones? Like, you're doing something. This is our third time seeing you, and, you know, we have to break them up. And I was like, well, because they were thinking that I was on the standard American diet. Oh, like you're eating a bunch of processed food and drinking Cokes because, you know, drinking a copious amount of caffeine, like, you know, coffee and stuff and soda. And I'm like, no. And I, you know, let them give them a lowdown of my diet. So we went to the hospital with a registered dietitian and she was like wow you're eating lots of protein and she's the one who brought it to my attention she goes actually we see a lot of atkins patients that come in here with kidney stones and i said you do and she was like yeah but your version is a cleaner form of atkins you're not eating bacon and cheese you're like chicken and broccoli <laughs> so she was like it's pretty comparable but you're not obviously having processed food eating low carb you're eating whole food low carb and so I was like, and at the time I was a trainer and I thought, well, isn't that healthy? Like I'm eating, I'm not eating processed food. I'm not drinking yeah. soda. And she's You're eating like, cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I was, to me, I was eating clean because I was going through this journey. Like I just became a personal trainer. I was learning in my body. I was winning fitness competitions. And, you know, here I was thinking, you know, it was like a badge of honor. Like I'm eating chicken and broccoli and I have a six pack and why am I getting kidney stones? And she's like, no, this is actually, you know, it depends on everyone's body, but you're probably eating too much protein. And she's like, I'll let you know this. You're going to get kidney cancer. Something's going to go down. She said she sees fitness people, too, a lot, like bodybuilders, and they have kidney mm-hmm. liver issues from the high protein. So mm-hmm. she kind of laid it right there to me, you know, right there in the registered dietitian office. And she goes, I think you need to do a low-protein diet. And in my head, I was like, what? I'm like, no. We like unheard of in the fitness world if you're a fitness competitor. I'm like, yeah. what am I going to eat? Or am I going to get my protein? So yeah. she gives me this paper, and I look at it, and I and I see the word vegan. It's the first time I ever heard of it. And I knew what it – this is 10 years ago. I knew what yeah. a vegetarian was. And she goes, I just think you need to eat a lower-protein diet. She goes, I think if you do this for 30 days, you'll see better. Because I had to do blood work and all this analysis, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, you need could I to come back 30 days later for my blood work. So she goes, like, do this for 30 days. And I looked at the paper, and I go, vegan? And she goes, no, it's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of funny. She was like, she, I guess she had been a long-time vegetarian herself, but she was just, like, explaining it to me, like, well, you're not so easy, you know, as much meat as you think we are. And she kind of went into that whole spiel. 
And I, mm-hmm. it just kind of blew my mind that day. That was kind of my aha moment as a fitness trainer and a fitness competitor. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Yeah. I didn't tell any of my people because I was so embarrassed as a fitness trainer. I was like, let me keep this on the DL. Like, <laughs> no, that I'm eating no meat, like eating no you know, eggs, like no protein in my mind, right? So yeah. I did it for 30 days, and I actually was – I felt better. I was less inflamed. Of course, I never got kidney stones in 30 days, you know. So um, I was felt like I was healing from it. I could feel for my body so I was like oh and then she gave me some books I remember she recommended like eating more of a raw diet because I was eating all this cooked food and she's like you mm-hmm. need to add fresh foods and I will never forget she was like add more strawberries and bananas and back then as a fitness competitor I was like bananas I'm like oh my god bananas are gonna make me fat like I was like yeah. all out. like <laughs> oh my god there's so many carbs like I had the protein question you know is fruit gonna make me fat oh my god all these carbs so here I was and thinking I knew everything as a fitness competitor and, and, you know, like I was certified nutrition, but she presented this whole new world. And here I was on my journey on learning how to eat more raw foods and vegan foods and just eat less meat. And I'm like, how is this even possible? Like to me, I was like, you can't be healthy on this. So I, I read Carol, all you know, the raw book, she had a raw book back in the day and she recommended like, um, J Rob was another one, like these older old school people that yeah. So I was just reading their journey, and then I was, like, so embracing it. And here I am 10 years later living the plant-based lifestyle. And, you know, I got cleared to eat meat after 30 days, and I said, you know what? I'm actually going to try this thing. I don't I don't think I want to try the meat thing anymore. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. go for it. And that's where I was. So here I am 10 years later, no kidney stones, no acne. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm energy, and guess what? The fruit didn't make me fat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, um, kidney stones are a big, uh, big problem and, uh, many people just don't understand how they come up, come across, um, you know, how they come about it. And, you know, kidney stones, um, especially for animal products, you know, they tend to create a really acidic, uh, type of, uh, environment. And most stones are actually caused by, uh, calcium and, and calcium oxalates. And so what it does is that it actually, you start leaching this mineral, um, calcium and, you know, calcium is actually more, more of a basic, um, you know, uh, substance. And so that's what it does is the body's creating a homeostasis, but in, in turn precipitates as stones. So, um, so that's interesting. Um, Jackie, do you have a similar story or? No, mine is actually so, so different. So I grew up in Wichita, Kansas and we had like the family dinner, we'd have dinner together every single night. And I'm saying this in air quotes, it would be like a typical healthy meal. So we'd have, we'd always have some kind of veggies with our meal, but it would be centered, our our dinners would be centered around some kind of meat, chicken, steak, whatever it was. So I grew up in Kansas and literally like the family, we always had healthy cereals and stuff. So very rarely would we have like sugary cereals in the home or desserts or anything like that. So again, air quotes, we had healthy meals, except Mm -hmm. literally every Sunday was the standard American diet. And I'm not joking. This is how it would start. My dad would go to the grocery store and get cheese danishes that I would put butter on and have that for breakfast. It was Mm -hmm. so, I just like cringe thinking of some of the things that we'd eat. And then after church, the entire family with our grandparents, we would go out to eat and have bacon and eggs and just it, just nothing healthy. And then dinner would be pizza. Like, this is serious, like, 
standard American diet. So not good. But we were always very active and very playful and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But then going to college, I ended up getting my degree or majoring in nutrition. But it was in college that I decided, you know what? I want to be vegetarian. And I remember calling my mom in college saying, I'm going to be vegetarian. I'm not going to eat meat anymore. But I was lacto-ovo, so I was still having dairy and still eating eggs. And my mom said that she wasn't surprised because she did always remember me, like, almost crying when I would have to sit down and eat chickens. I would think about the little chickens running around outside. Mm-hmm. So I, it was also in college where I started to put together how my lifestyle affected my health because I would have physicals during college and my cholesterol actually was high in co- was high when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I would tighten up my diet and really be mindful about the foods I was eating and I would eat less processed crap, calorie rich and processed foods, even though it was vegetarian. So I would eat less of that, eat more whole food plant based, but I would still have some dairy and eggs and my cholesterol would lower. Mm-hmm. Again, I was still very active then. I was a cheerleader, like, throughout, like, from the second grade on through college, I cheered. So I was always super active. Mm-hmm. But I started seeing how lifestyle did play a, a role in my overall health and well-being. But then it was my mentor dietitian. So I practiced as a registered dietitian, and my mentor dietitian, she actually introduced me to the power of plant-based nutrition. And, again, back in the early 90s, it was called vegan. So mm-hmm, that's when mm-hmm. I was introduced to Dean Ornish, T. Colin Campbell, Caldwell Uccleston, and everything that they were doing. And it's very interesting to see also how 25, 30 years later, all the work that Dean Ornish was doing back then yeah. is now reimbursed through CMS. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's like incredible to see how it's grown and thrived. So basically, like, from college on, I've been some kind of vegetarian, form of vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I got into medical sales, so I practiced as a dietitian for a couple of years, and then I ended up getting into pharmaceutical sales, medical device sales, and it was around that time, like around the age of 30-ish, I was like, oh, I want to do something different, and I kind of got away from the vegetarian and a healthier lifestyle. I started eating a little bit more meat. I started drinking excessively, and this is going to play a part or play a role later in life. It was actually May 15th, 2012. I was was just so unhappy with where I was in life. I was making great money in medical sales, but I was so unfulfilled in my life. Lo and behold, I realized that I was drinking entirely too much. In May 15th, 2012, I ended up getting sober. Well, my sober journey... Little did I know that removing alcohol from my life was way more than just taking away the drink. I had to learn, like, what I like, what my passions are, mm-hmm. what it is that I wanted to do. And that's when I also came back to lifestyle medicine and plant-based nutrition. Mm-hmm. So that started my journey. And it was about around my fourth year sober, so around 2016, one mm-hmm. of my best girlfriends from high school came to Florida and she was um, preparing for a fitness competition. Colin, I always wanted to compete in a fitness competition, but I could never do the training. I could never stop drinking long enough for the training. 
Mm-hmm. At my fourth anniversary, I'm sober. I had no excuse. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. But I told my girlfriend, how can I find a coach who knows what they're talking about? Because I want to do this, but I want to do it 100% whole food plant-based. She goes, look on Instagram. Well, my best girlfriend actually found Marcia's uh, profile on Instagram, sent it over to me because I was interviewing coaches. There were mm-hmm. several coaches who were saying that they could train me uh, plant-based, but they're like, well, can you eat a little bit of chicken and have some eggs? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that is not plant-based. So when I met Marcia, I like scrolled through her. I was like trolling her Instagram and she had the E. Cornell, the T. Colin Campbell plant-based nutrition certification. So I'm like, I've got to talk to this girl. So she had like all the accolades, she was the IFBB Pro, Bikini Pro. So she knew everything, what she was doing on a fitness standpoint. Love them, yeah. And then she also, yeah. So she also had the plant-based nutrition certification because nutrition was really important to me as a registered dietitian in the past. Like I wanted to make sure I was talking to someone who knew what they were speaking about nutritionally as well. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Well, when we spoke, it was, it was like love at first sight. We totally bonded. We connected from that point. And Marcia trained me, took me to the stage. And it was after the competition that my husband, I had done my well coach certification. So I was now a certified well coach. And I wanted to leave the medical sales industry and transition into plant-based nutrition coaching. And when I called uh, Marcia after the competition, I'm like, Charles is giving me the thumbs up. He, he's saying, go ahead, do coaching. I'll support you 100%. Let's, you can make this happen. So I was calling Marcia for business advice. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Jackie, would you want to go into business together? I'm like, are you kidding me? You're like my role model, my mentor. I was <laughs> And that's literally how we ended up forming Plant Chick. So that was actually October 2017 that we started on this journey. Oh. And January 2018 was when Plant Chick officially launched and was born. And oh, wow. Here we are. It seems it seems much longer than that. Um, right? Because it, it, you guys have such a great uh, foundation. You can, I, I mean, I had the chance of uh, meeting you guys in the last uh, Lifestyle Medicine Conference, and uh, you guys have such great chemistry. Um, you know, whether you guys had gone through a business or not, you can, you know, definitely tell. And, um, yeah, it just seems uh, much longer than that. Thank you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel like it worked out so beautifully. It's just like our energy together and then how we create the business. And I think people, if you're authentic, people feel that online. And our tribe just kind of grew so fast. And it was very interesting. Yeah. We like had a beta testing group in the beginning to see how things were going before we created the name Plant Chicks. And that way we've got our, you know, what we should tailor and stuff. But, yeah, we've had an amazing journey creating the Plant Chicks tribe. That's awesome. And from that, you know, you guys are rooted of being friends um, and teaching one another and things like that. It's not just two strangers coming together to do business. And I think that creates an even better foundation for you guys. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like best friends. We're like, we are now. We always joke around. 
we're like, that's my work wife. We're basically married. Our husbands have not met yet. And we created this business. We're like, wait, your husbands haven't met? We're like, no, we're about to, we're about to introduce the in-laws soon. <laughs> wait, to this day they haven't met? No, not no. yet. What? <laughs> they will soon, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um I, I'm sure they will, but um, yes. so you guys, you guys are are both. Uh, well, Jackie's in Miami and Marcy's in Austin, if I remember correctly. And uh, so, how do you guys? So, uh, more of like a logistical sidebar question: How do you guys like come together? Is it only for events and things like that? Like, how do you? Because you guys are so far apart. Technology one is our saving grace. So we're all about like the G Suite, Google Suite, FaceTime, everything. So technology is number one, kind of like what we're doing here today. And yeah. then number two, yeah, events like like the the medical conferences where we meet. And then we do if we don't have a conference or a speaking event, then we do try and get together at least once a month for content creation and photo shoots and all of that fun stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, this is great. Uh, so my next question for you guys is when you, when, when Plant Chicks and the brand and, you know, what you guys do, you know, ba- basically started, what was the goal behind all this? What was the, you know, objective, the mission statement, and what were you trying to achieve? Because I see that you've created a community um, and, and tried, especially gearing towards women. Um, but I wanted to hear from you guys, like, what was the overall goal uh, with all this? You know, it, health was a goal, definitely. Jackie and I were bonded in the beginning because of health. It was plant-based health. And, you know, her being a former registered dietitian and me being, you know, I would say certified nutritionist and going through our own personal nutritional journeys, coming to this lifestyle, we felt like we were not on a diet. We felt like we don't have to count macros. We don't have to count calories. You know, we're just mindful of eating colors. And it was mm-hmm. the whole lifestyle. So it was just our goal was health. And I felt like once Jackie and I learned, like, she competed at 48, on her 48th birthday. I mean, come on, mm. like, kudos to the women over 40. Yeah, definitely. You know, going on stage competing. So, and you know, she didn't have to count calories into her competition. She just had the bright of colors on her plate. And, you know, the goal was just basically get women off these fad diets and on a sustainable lifestyle. And you could do that whether you're a competitor, you could do that whether you're, you know, at home or a career, like a career businesswoman. It doesn't matter what you do for work. Um, it's like, let's bring you, reel you in back to the basics. Because I think as women, we think we get sucked into fancy marketing. And then we think, oh my God, that's the next best thing. I mean, I'm a former fad yo-yo dieter. You mm-hmm. know, Jackie had her little spiel with some stuff, you know. But when at the end of the day, we meet these women all the time that struggle with, weight loss and the goal is not weight loss the goal is health it always mm-hmm. circles back to health and we yeah. do in the plant-based lifestyle it's like here's abc one two three and, and they get it they're like oh shoot and now they can cut through the crap i guess you know like look through the crap that's out on the internet like you know get a six pack of six days like you know when they're like okay like back in the day mm-hmm. now they're like oh no that you're right that is marketing and we teach mm-hmm. about what food is and then how, you know, these are inflammatory foods. And we just make them see food differently. It's not just for aesthetics, you know, losing weight. It's for healing your body on a daily basis. If you're doing these certain lifestyle components, you don't have to worry about your weight. You don't have to worry about, you know, like if you're going to get a six-pack or not. It will come because you're putting the work in, consistency. You know, consistency is always key. Right, Absolutely. Right. And it goes so much more beyond nutrition. Nutrition is crucial, of course, and one of the biggest things that 
we talk about in plant chicks and in the plant chicks tribe. But it also, I mean, exercise is so important, but we cannot out-exercise a bad diet. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep is crucial. Finding your community, finding support, finding your passion and purpose. These are all crucial in getting to your goal lifestyle and things that we always touch on in the Plant Chicks tribe and in Plant Chicks. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the different points that you guys made, uh, especially when you guys are building this. Um, to add to your point, uh, Marcia, yeah, it's not just about aesthetics. And I think um, you guys are a gr- great role model um, in terms of because, you know, you guys have competed and, you know, know that well in depth into the fitness world. And you know what it, you know, what people are thinking in their heads about, oh, I just want to look great or fit into this, you know, um, I guess dress or bikini or look like this by, by summertime, you know. And I love the fact that you harp around, you know, it's really about health. And to me, health is kind of like, maintaining that car over the long run. You know, I always tell my patients, just imagine your body kind of like a car. You know, our cars eventually rust out, you know, no matter what you do. But what we want to do is kind of, you know, prevent the premature rust. And so you're, you know, trying to maintain it. You're trying to do checkups. You're trying to optimize it for the long haul. So I love that. And I love, Jackie, what you said about creating that community um, because um, I, in my opinion, and you, you guys could probably speak on your um, individual local neighborhoods and areas, being that you guys are from uh, major cities as well. I, in my opinion, calling from uh, Los Angeles, it's, you know, we are a large city. We are a large, you know, town. Um, but I also get the sense that community, uh, we have to kind of work at it. You know, it's not you know, your next door neighbor, you can just walk over, knock on their door. And, you know, it it doesn't have that feel anymore, you know. And um, so creating that community, especially when we live in an internet age, a social media age, is a paramount. So I'm glad that you guys did that. Oh, yes. Community is important, too, because a lot of women here, they don't get support. It's another thing that keeps coming up. And if you have an online community that supports you, at least you know you're being heard because a lot of people just want to be heard. They want to, they're going through a hard time and they're struggling. They need support or maybe they're excited about something and they had a non-skill victory win. They want to, you know, burst it from the rooftops. Then we're there to cheer them on because at home, sometimes at home, you're not going to get that support. Like for instance, in my case, when I first was doing it, my husband's like, what? Are you crazy? He just saw me going from eating meat five times a day, like to eating plants five times mm-hmm. a day, you know, now it's on my next <laughs> fitness competition as a vegan versus a meat eater. He's like, what? When I first started doing it, I didn't get the support that I needed. So I understand mm. how community is. And then years later, my husband's like, all right, I'm going to try this. He's been watching me. I've been inspiring him. So he's like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. give this thing, this no meat thing a shot. And he actually lost 40 points off his cholesterol. So then he was like, Ooh. all right. Yeah. So I mean, there's, <laughs> He's a numbers guy, so he was like, all right. You know, so <laughs> it's definitely community is so crucial. It always goes back to that. Jackie and I both are social butterflies, and we there's nothing like having a live event. It, like, met you in person, you just have really great energy, Colin. It's just having that energy, you know, with people you. and you meet in real life. And online, we get to see them through, you know, like a Facebook Live, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the energy versus in how you're listening to us on a podcast. There's, there, you're bringing some energy versus just a, a picture and a post. Correct. We, we always think like a podcast or, a, you know, live or a YouTube video, you get to see somebody's energy. But when you meet them, it's even a whole new energy in real life. Yeah. So we love meeting our Plantix tribe 
in real life. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And the lifestyle medicine and plant-based doctors meeting you guys in real life. That's always so much fun. And I just wanted to add on one other thing to the community and what you guys are saying about community because one thing that's really, really important is people are watching kind of what Marcia was talking about mm-hmm. as children. Like children are watching what their parents are doing, but people are also watching what we're doing. So I, we all have documentaries on, podcasts on, and my husband, even in the home, he listens and he'll end up quoting some of the things that he's heard either me saying on a live or something like a documentary that I'm listening to or a podcast I'm listening to. And then he starts implementing some of these things. And it's the same thing. Like when we're talking to the community, they're hearing what we're saying and Mm -hmm. they might not listen to it or they might not like embrace it in that moment. But when they hear it again and again and again, it starts to make sense and it finally clicks. So that's why it's so important that we do keep getting the message out there about eating a wide variety of real whole plant foods and leading this plant chicks lifestyle, having this community of people to support you, you know, just that whole entire community. It's so crucial. And we definitely need to lead by example. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will add to that by saying um, I've interviewed a couple of uh, pediatricians on, on my show and, you know, they say, you know, very similar things where, you know, kids are, you know, looking up to their parents, you know, they're mimicking and they're being conditioned, um, you know, good and bad, you know, so it's really about, you know, you're talking about role modeling. So it's really about being mindful of what you say and what you do just on your day to day. And um, I love the fact that, you know, respectively, your husbands, your partners um, are able to kind of, you know, absorb the information, um, not necessarily from, hey, honey, or hey, babe, just uh, try to do this or do that or any finger pointing. That's more of a almost kind of like an antagonistic type of way. You know, there's always a different ways of how to relay information, but you guys were able to kind of model that um, because you guys are role models yourself and they were able to kind of pick it up indirectly. And I think that's a very, very, very strong point to make is, you know, when, when we're in this, when we're in the health and wellness uh, space and we're trying to um, and strive to create a community and better our community, it's, it's super important, you know, very important about being, you know, that role model. I completely agree. Yes, it's so important. Completely agree. And that's one of the things that we also try and foster in our plant chicks tribe because Marcy and I, we don't just work with people that are 100% whole food plant-based in the tribe. We work with women across their wellness journey from Mm -hmm. the women who are plant curious to part-time plant chicks to the plant-based pros, meaning the plant curious women are women who are, they're heard about plant-based nutrition or veganism, but they don't really know what it is. They want to learn more. They're interested, mm-hmm. but they're, they might not be necessarily, they, they might not be ready to make that commitment right now. And a part-time plant chick is someone, is a woman who is eating a predominantly plant-based diet, but then they'll go out, they might treat themselves to some vegan junk food, or maybe it's vegetarian junk food, or maybe they'll have fish or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we also work with those plant-based pros who are plant-based and they might not just have the support that they need from their home. So when women mm. are in our plant chicks tribe, we support them and encourage them where they are. Like someone just did a big move across the country after Marcia moved actually. 
and she fell off the wagon. She was plant-based when she was living yeah. in Texas, moved to upstate or moved to Washington, fell off the wagon. She put a post in the tribe saying, hey, I, I kind of lost it. I want to get back in. I'd really like some support here. And it was incredible the number of women that dove in and they're like, well, you've got this. And they were like, life happens. And right. we're not here to shame anyone. And we're just here to empower people, women on their wellness journey, however that right. looks. Right. I um, I love the fact that you guys divided it into uh, you know, your three different uh, categories. And, um, you know, not to say, not to kind of label people, but it gives you an idea of, you know, on the populations as, as a whole, you know, they're, they come across through a spectrum, right? And people are in different stages and different transitions in their lives, especially with their health and nutrition um, journey. And I love the fact that you guys are, you know, have able to tailor to each individual, um, you know, woman or gal or, you know, lady to, to be able to kind of foster and support uh, them on their journey. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Um, my next question is, um, what are your, um, what do you feel like is missing um, when you come across um, individual uh, uh, women like this? What do you think um, they're missing, um, and how come, you know, how come they haven't been able to implement? Uh, you know, kind of like a healthy lifestyle that you are conveying? Is it because of lack of resources, um, misinformation, not enough education? They're just busier and busier. Like what are, what are your, uh, what do you find when you observe these, uh, when you observe these women? That's a really good question. I'm so glad. We're so glad that you're asking this because we've noticed several things. One that you hit on is the education. There's misinformation in the universe about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. So we literally have to re-educate a lot of the women in the tribe. I mean, people that are coming in from the fitness, like the competition standpoint, we have to, they have to completely learn how to stop counting macros and mm -hmm. relearn what foods are nourishing and healing to the body. Marcy and I love talking about the gut microbiome. So that's, a topic almost every day in the tribe somehow that we're tackling that. So education is key. Another one, we talk a lot about nutrition throughout the life cycle. So we have women in the tribe who are pregnant, trying to become pregnant, going through in vitro and all the way through like menopause. And mm -hmm. as you know, our nutrition needs change throughout our life cycle. So we talk a lot about that in the tribe and mm -hmm. Just this week, there was a woman, and she had just posted about a year ago that she had lost some weight. She's finally feeling good. She did our plant chick cellular cleanse, and she was complaining that she, like, she was giving herself a little bit more leeway and giving herself a lot more treats. And this is a prime example how nutrition changes throughout our life cycle. She's now 55, and she can't eat the way she was eating when she was 20. So yeah. it's time that she's realizing that, one, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. And number mm -hmm. two, she's got to cut down on those treats and eat more real whole plant foods that nourish and heal the body. 
Mm-hmm. I also think, too, I want to add to that, like the diet culture, like women come to us and they've been on a million diets already. <laughs> They're like, what right. do I eat, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's about us teaching them, like going back to basics. It's like, let's un like wire your brain from all the fancy marketing, glamorizing protein, you know, saying low carb is bad, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff. And just kind of, we have to re-educate them. And it, it's right. all, it's education. When women come to us, they lead with a, with weight loss every time. They're like, hey, I need to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds. And we're like, mm-hmm. do you want to get to your goal weight or to your goal lifestyle? Because <laughs> we can get to your goal weight, but is that going to be sustainable we want mm-hmm. to get to your goal lifestyle because we're here for sustainability, not the mm-hmm. diet. Jackie and I, we don't sell supplements and all this crazy stuff. Like people will literally send us, you know, text us or emails or put in our tribe, um, you know, packages of, hey, how, is this cleanse good? Is this detox good? Is this, you know, like is this product good? And it's all about products. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, let's get you on real food first. Like forget mm-hmm. the products. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, we're trying to clean out their thing. Like one girl literally took a picture of her kitchen cabinet and had 50 to 60 bottles of stuff that she, well, oh. this is healthy for this. This is healthy. I'm like, no, no, no. Quit they, 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 they can open up their own vitamin shop. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they get sold into all these products from the fancy marketing. And right. Jackie and I were like, you just need the basic stuff. Like maybe a multivitamin, some D3, you know, you need a B12. Like we're, we're going back to basics and we're not here to sell them a supplement. We're here to sell them a lifestyle. So like we're promoting a lifestyle here and you'll never right. see us be like, like a lot of these, you know, Instagram people are slinging products left and right. And you'll not, hardly, if you see us ever have a product, it's because we believe in it. It's usually a B12. <laughs> we have right, product, right. Yeah. One product that we believe in is the B12. But other than that, it's, it's, we were promotion of a healthy lifestyle in general. So it, it blows people's mind that it's that basic. Would you would you find that um, you would have to kind of uh, decline people's, uh, you know, want to come into your uh, tribe because they are very, very fixated or obsessed with just either losing weight or, you know, or just focusing on their aesthetics as opposed to, you know, like I'm sure it sounds like a lot of them come for different reasons initially. And then you try to be able to implement, hey, it's more of a lifestyle change. It's more of a behavioral change in order to maintain the, you know, the long haul, the long term that we're talking about. Have you ever needed to like decline some clients? I don't know. I don't think we have, but we kind of, we always, we tell them we're the bearer of bad news because mm. <laughs> we, we always have to break the bad news to them. It always reverts back to lifestyle. We're like, Jackie and I, and I are not going to tell you different. We're not going to say that supplement is your cure-all. You can supplement B12 to your lifestyle, yes, but that's not the cure-all. You have to eat a wide variety of plants. You have to get seven to eight hours of sleep. You need to drink plenty of water. You need to, you know, chill on the processed foods. Like we, like selling a healthy lifestyle to somebody is actually harder than selling a yes. supplement. It, it really is. is. Yes. It's way harder because we have to like put it into the brain over and over until they get it. I mean, we don't right. give up, but we know we have to present it from a different angle because like say we have this one client and over and over she's losing and gaining the same 25 pounds. And I'm like, you can <laughs> keep this off if you continue, but you could still have your treats. Like you could still have your cake and eat it too. We're, we're that, we're those people, right? But you have to right. predominantly be eating and doing this, these lifestyle factors and have your cake here or it will never work. You can't just do all or nothing because a lot of them will go into the lifestyle, balls to the wall, do it all. And then they're like, oh my God, this is so hard. And then they start going, you know, like back to their old habits. And it's like, no, 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 do one thing. 
get good at it and then we'll add something else. Don't try to do all the things because that's where it gets hard. You can't be perfect. Jackie and I, we've, this is years to get where we're at mm-hmm. today. Oh, yeah. Lifestyle, it took us years yeah. to get here. It wasn't an overnight yeah. success or in, by any means. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work to kind of master this lifestyle. And it's it's always growing and evolving and changing. Like your interests change. So the exercise that you're doing today might not be yeah. the exercise that you like next year or whatever. But that's the thing. Like the the client that recently saw that she was gaining weight and she can't eat the same ways that she did years ago, it's because just what, like Marcia was saying, she was she got comfortable in her lifestyle and then started mm-hmm. adding in some of those treat meals that she would have prior to coming into the plant chicks. And this is the thing. It's, it's creating new neural pathways. So instead of going towards that bag of chips or to whatever the snack is, you literally have to stop yourself and you constantly have to remind yourself, no, I'm not going to have this. I'm going to do this instead. And maybe this isn't even food. Maybe when someone's going to eat, they need to stop and ask themselves halt. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? The mm. only time that people should be eating is if they're hungry. And then that's when they also need to think what foods will nourish and heal me when I'm, when I, with, when I'm hungry right now. Yeah. So the other times, if they're angry, lonely, tired, we need to get on the phone. You need to do something else. Go for a workout. Take a nap. Try mm-hmm. find something else. Food is not always the answer. And I think that's, um, that can be confusing and that can be difficult because they can't tell the difference, right? I mean, a lot of those, you know, feelings and emotions and symptoms, they all, you know, feel very, very similar. And so I think the challenge is, is being able to weed out and differentiate, you know, what is true hunger versus an actual hunger pang, or, you know, am I just emotionally eating because I either broke up or someone died or, you know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's why, that's where our coaching calls come in effective because sometimes it's not only do we, do we do online coaching, but coaching calls one-on-one so that we can actually identify what is going on. Because a lot of women do leave with weight loss and food. And at the end of the day, it could be like they're in a bad relationship. Maybe somebody in the family passed away. And it goes deeper than that. And they're relying on food as that emotional, you know, crutch until they can get over that. And then it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I do need some therapy. Or I need to put healthier lifestyles, uh, you know, implement in my lifestyle for me to feel better. You know, or maybe mm-hmm. I need to stop drinking or drink less. Because we right. start finding out what's going on, you know, on a deeper level. And it really is like Jackie and I, like at the end of the day, like both of our careers have stemmed from our own, you know, negative Mm -hmm. uh, uh, nutritional journey. You know, I was the girl that watched my mom do fat diets. I mean, I grew up on the standard American diet and standard Mexican diet. I think that was kind of normal food, you know, and Mexicans were very passionate about (laughs) our food, you know, it's tradition, you know, but you can make it healthier. And a lot of people don't know that. So when I do make tamales or whatever, burritos and tacos and all that fun stuff, you can make it healthier. And they're like, oh, or you can, instead of carnitas, you can make jackfruit. So teaching that, like, it's just crazy how, like, you know, culture is really protected, but if they don't understand that it could be making you sick, too. Correct. Correct. Um, this, guys, this has been great. I love what you guys, you know, represent, who you guys are, and what you guys do. Um, to kind of close out, um, I love hearing about my guests and what makes them thrive. And obviously, from the energy from you two, we already know that you guys, you know, have created such a synergistic uh, energy field. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, but I'm curious to know, 
you know, personally, what do you guys do to continue that um, on your own? And um, I love um, also uh, when my guests uh, impart tips as well. And I love, I'm going to kind of interweave uh, what you guys do um, because you have a category for plant curious, part-time plant chick, and a plant-based pro. And I want um, to see if you can give one tip for each category because for people that don't know you guys yet or haven't enrolled or, you know, joined your tribe yet, they're probably one of these. And, um, you know, one tip you can share to kind of get them started. You know, for the first one, for the plant curious, find your why. Why is it that you want – why are you interested in learning in a wellness journey? What is it – and it has to be a strong why. So your why needs to be strong enough to get you to stop reaching for the soda, for the chips, for the whatever, to actually go down to the gym and work out or get out to the beach and walk on the beach or hang out with your friends or whatever. That why has to be strong enough to help you make the next right decision. So number one for the plant curious is identify your why. What is the why? Why do you want to embark in this journey? Yeah, and I would say for the part-time plant chick, do one thing, get good at one thing, because people try to do too much too fast. So like this little say, give me the workout, the magical workout and fitness program. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just, <laughs> let's, let's set our lifestyle right now and let's make one change and get good at the one change. When you become good at that and that action is like second nature, then let's add something else. Unless you're like, it's very rare that we get type A's. The type A's want to do all things and they can be really good at it. But the rest of us <laughs> who are not type A, Cannot. I'm a baby stepper. I have to do things. I like to research it. I like to study it. I like to do things, feel them, mm-hmm. be active in it. So it's, I always say to them, part-time plant chicks, do one thing and get good at it. Yeah, and for our plant-based pros, it's finding your community. Because as a plant-based pro, when you already are whole food plant-based, you don't necessarily have that support and and encouragement in with your family, with your friends. So find your community where they will help support you and empower you on your journey. That's one of the reasons we did create the Plantix Tribe, because those women at home don't necessarily have the support that they need. We want to create an environment where they can come and we can help lift them up. And it also, like, with our plant-based communities within Austin, you have yours in L.A. and I got mine in Miami, we have an incredible, like, plant-based, like, We've got so many plant-based physicians here in Miami. Mm-hmm. We try and get together about once a month. So there's there can be different pockets of your tribe as well. But finding your tribe, leaning into them, getting involved in the tribe, that just really helps elevate where you are and really increase your vibration. Guys, I love it. Um, for those of uh, my audience members who do not know you guys and want to reach out and look you guys up, um, where can they find you? On Facebook and Instagram, those are our two major hubs, um, at plantchicks.com. It's P-L-A-N-T-C-H-I-C-S. No K. Everyone always wants to put a K on the chicks. It's no K. (laughs) It's like plant chic from the beach to the streets. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) So it's plant chicks. And then we do have a private Facebook group for women called the Plant Chicks Tribe, and that is completely private for female stuff and issues, so nobody sees any of that stuff that's posted on there. So that's where you can find us. This is exciting, and it's only available for one week or nine days, January 1st through January 9th. 
It's called a vegan bundle. So our plant seven-day starter kit is included in the vegan bundle. And there are 60 vegan plant-based influencers who have put in their eBooks, their programs. So we have stuff from like Holy Raw Christina. Um, there is information on intuitive eating, mindful eating, different workout programs. But literally, like there's over a thousand recipes available in mm. here. And the prices, it's over a thousand dollars in value, but you can get these 60 ebooks for $50. So even if you like two or three of the different books that are included in the vegan bundle, it more than pays for itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, again, it's really that energy that people need. So thanks again, guys. Uh, you guys have been very, very great. Um, I love what you guys do. Keep it up. Keep pushing forward. And uh, I'm really glad that we have someone like you guys to be able to empower our women that are wanting to kind of, you know, push forward with that plant-based uh, lifestyle and just overall in general, just empowering themselves because you guys are very empowering. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We really, we loved meeting you at the Lifestyle Medicine Conference in Orlando in real life. And we, we can't thank you enough for doing this podcast and for having us. Yes, yes. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, guys, this has been another episode of Thrive Bites. If you guys uh, enjoy this, please follow us weekly, and we will see you on the next episode. Hey, guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.